My name is Robert Morrison, and this is the Things That Matter To Me podcast, episode one. Um, so welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, super excited to get this off the ground. Um, for those of you who have been paying attention uh, to my podcast history, um, with, for all like 12 of you <laughs> that have been paying attention to that, um, you'll know that I used to be uh, a co-host of a podcast called Brew With A View um, with my good friend, uh, Ryan. Um, and we, for various reasons, had to stop doing that podcast. Um, but I've sort of decided that um, it's time to bring podcasting back into my life. And so ideally, what we're looking at here um, is just as the name of the podcast implies. Uh, the podcast will be focused on things that matter to me. Um, and so um, in my mind, the way this works out, this is going to be a sort of <clears throat> twice a month type of thing. Um, so at the beginning of each month, the, it'll be an episode like the one that you're listening to right now, where it's just going to be me sort of uh, <laughs> rattling on for a little bit about things uh, that matter to me. And so each uh, episode will, um, each actually set of episodes will have a focus where we'll look at the same kind of things. So the beginning episode, again, will be just me. Uh, the second episode of the month, uh, I'll bring in some sort of guest, somebody who would be considered um, either an expert in whatever it is that we're talking about or just somebody who knows a lot about that particular idea, who has a particular passion for it. Um, has just maybe a different point of view on the thing than I do. Um, it's not hopefully going to be uh, people talking about the exact same things uh, that I am talking about it from. So the perspective will be different. Um, the sort of way that the person interacts with that idea will be different. Um, whatever that might be, um, hopefully we'll get some sort of different kind of feeling on it. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different for me um, in this particular case because um, for these first episodes, I'm just going to be talking to myself which is a strange and bizarre thing um, <laughs> in my line of thinking. Uh, it makes a lot more sense. I'm more used to talking to somebody. Uh, so hopefully this will be a bearable experience for everyone. I think it'll be fine. Um, and I think it'll be fun. And I'm really looking forward to presenting these ideas to people and hopefully getting this out into the world. So essentially um, what we're going to do here is I'm just going to talk to you uh, first and foremost about what the thing that we're looking at that matters to me is for this month, and that thing this month is music. Wrap around me, arms and truth I know. Cause without them here, I wouldn't even show. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take just a few moments to talk about why music matters to me specifically. Um, now, the cool thing about this podcast and the way that I'm going to do it is that it, and this is going to sound a little bit wrong <laughs> and a little bit rude, but frankly, it doesn't matter about other people's opinions about this right now. This is my opportunity to tell you why these things matter to me. Um, and then we're going to get other people's opinions later on, and hopefully this will grow into a thing. So... 
today, music is the topic. Um, we'll talk about this for episode one and episode two. Um, and it's pretty simple. Uh, there are several reasons why music matters to me, and I'm going to sort of talk about them each individually um, and talk about it um, in that regard. So the first reason the music matters um, to me is because of the concept of its universality. Um, music is something that pretty much everybody that I know enjoys in some way, shape, or form or the other. Um, that we all have a genre that we uh, sort of uh, subscribe to is like that's our thing we all have something that that's there whether or not whether it be music that we listen to uh, while we're doing work music that we listen to while we're working out music while we're listening to what we're while we're driving um, music that we uh, need to listen to for certain emotions or feelings or anything along those lines um, and so there is something universal about music that no matter what type of person that you are music is going to matter to you and that everybody even people who don't who probably would say that they're not like into a lot of music will probably tell you that they have something, a band, a song, a musician, uh, whatever, um, that matters to them. And I think that is one of the main things that makes music so important and why it matters not only to me but to people across uh, the world. Um, and the other cool thing about that is, is the sort of language, the universality of the concept of language as well. Um, you hear about stories about artists who speak, um, who write and sing in English primarily, and they can go to other countries. And these people who don't even speak English learn the words to their songs, and they go out into these other countries, and, and these people are singing along with them in a language that they can't even speak, but they understand the sort of concepts that are being uh, put across in the songs. I think that's really a, a major part of that, um, that we all sort of have these ideas that can be expressed and music is one way that we can kind of, we can kind of work within that. So that's uh, the first reason that music matters. The second is kind of akin to that same idea, is that music matters um, as a means for allowing for feelings or thoughts or emotions or, or any of those kinds of ideas to be expressed um, for those who otherwise couldn't or wouldn't say these, these things. Now this is more about the sort of creation side of the music, but I also think it's true that um, people kind of make music their own. And so what I mean by that is this. Um, well, we have, first of all, the idea that people who make music obviously want to do this. That they're making music for a reason. That they have thoughts, that they have ideas, that they have feelings that they want to express. And so they use the music to do that. And maybe they're not good at expressing those ideas outside of the world in other places. So this is how they choose to do it. And I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, as someone who's created music in the past myself, I can definitely say that um, music has been a stand-in for uh, times when I didn't feel like I could express an emotion or a thought or an idea. And so I put it to, to, to music and I said, this is, this is the thing that I want to say. Um, and I think that's okay. Uh, and I think that's certainly beneficial and can definitely um, help people who wouldn't be able to otherwise sort of get those feelings across. Um, so that's important, but you also look at concepts like the mixtapes, and uh, for those for those kids out there who don't know, um, a mixtape, um, think about it like a Spotify playlist for those of you who are not <laughs> subscribing to these ideas, um, sort of back in the day when cassettes were still a thing. Um, actually, they are kind of a, a thing again now, but more on that at another time. Um, people used to make tapes full of different songs that they would record from other albums, they would record from the radio, 
think that was sort of the original, original kind of place where that came from is, you know, you record something on the radio and you'd make these mixtapes and they'd express these, some, some idea. Um, there's a great, great uh, movie called High Fidelity that really expresses this idea. And the main character, um, played by John Cusack, sort of expresses this idea of like, how do you make a great mixtape? Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art, many do's and don'ts. First of all, you're using someone else's poetry to express how you feel. This is a delicate thing. The making of a great compilation tape. Light breaking up is hard to do and takes ages longer than it might seem. You gotta kick it off with a killer to grab attention. Then you gotta take it up a notch, but you don't wanna blow your wad. So then you gotta cool it off a notch. There are a lot of rules. His basic idea is that mixtapes, um, because once the music is out there, it becomes the, the sort of thoughts and feelings, not only of the person who created it, but now the people who are taking it in. And so I think one of the great things about that is that it's not just the thing that belongs to the musician who created the song, but it's now up to me or you or any other listener to kind of create the meaning out of that. And I think that's really important. Um, the next thing is that it gives people a chance to be themselves and shine in ways they might not otherwise. So I have met um, many a person who maybe feels uncomfortable in his or her own skin or maybe is not the most sort of outright, you know, sort of the type of person that would put themselves out into the world or be for in the forefront or that sort of thing. Um, but you put an instrument in their hand or you put a, a microphone in their hand or you, you ask them to sing or you ask them to, to play an instrument or something like this and it becomes um, a part of who they are um, and it helps them to express that, 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 that person that they feel that they are. Um, and I think that's, that's super important and that can be true whether or not you are quote unquote a musician or not. Um, I've certainly had experiences with people, uh, who, who will go to, you know, sing karaoke and it becomes a, a way for them to, to express themselves and to show another side of themselves in, in that sort of way. Now there might be other reasons behind that. Um, if you've been to any karaoke bars, you probably know what I'm talking about, but I think that's really important and I think that that matters. Um, the next thing is that it says something about who you and who we all are as, as a person. Um, now this is going to sound a little bit like um, counterproductive maybe, um, and I don't think it's always true, and we'll kind of touch on that in a, in a second. But the music and, and the things that you like and the things that you listen to say something about who you are as a person. And they put you in a group of people, and again, we'll talk about that more in just a second. Um, but they make, um, they say something. You, I like this, and so that means something about me. Now, it doesn't say everything about you. Just because you like a certain type of music doesn't mean that you are everything that is true about all the people um, that like that music, because there are stereotypes that fit within certain genres. You know, if you like metal, heavy metal music, you must be a certain type of person. But I have a friend who is probably one of the bigger metalheads that I've ever met, and he does not look like what you think he would, he would look like. Um, <laughs> and that's okay, because he does not... The stereotype and you don't have to be the stereotype but it does certainly say something about who you are as a person maybe you're not again as good as expressing certain thoughts and so you need a certain type of music to express those thoughts for you i don't know what it is i can't really explain for example why i like the types of music that i like or why i play the type of music that i play um i mean i'd like to say it's just because it's the type of music that i'm capable of playing but there is something else to it. But there also is, um, I think, uh, 
sort of like type of music that I listen to, but I also will move away from certain types of things as well. And so I think it says something about who you are as a person, um, what you like, but it doesn't say everything. And I think that's important too. Um, and on that same note, music is important and it matters because it creates connections between people who wouldn't otherwise even know each other. Um, and that's why I think it's, it's vital to be able to say, look, um, this music says something about who I am and it has certain elements of my personality, but it's not the only thing. And that's why you're able to see, um, you know, fans of certain artists, certain bands who convey a certain idea or a certain uh, feeling or a certain milieu or something like that, whatever that might be. But it doesn't mean that every single one of their fans is going to fit into that hole. Um, you know, if you, if you want to get sort of, if you want to bring it down to its lowest common denominator, think about something like, um, I don't know, Jimmy Buffett. Okay, so Jimmy Buffett has a certain feel about him. He's this sort of laid back, you know, um, drinking uh, margaritas at the beach and all this kind of stuff. And he's created that persona. But that doesn't mean that everybody who listens to him, and this is not the greatest example, but I think, it's, I think it works. Um, it doesn't mean that everybody who listens to him falls within that sort of category. Not everybody's going to be the same type of person. You can enjoy the music without being the thing. And so what music has the power to do is it has the power to bring people who connect with that particular music because of the, the lifestyle that it conveys. And you have the people who just connect to the music because they like the music and they come together and they're like, hey man, we like this music together and I don't care that you feel this way about whatever it might be. And so you got people from all walks of life who believe different things about the world and the way that it exists. Um, you have people who live in different places, places who come from different socioeconomic backgrounds and different races and genders and all these kinds of things, all because they love a band or they love a musician or they love a type of music or something. And I think that is so cool. Um, sometimes I think, though, the opposite of that is true in some genres and some groups. It tends to be a little, it only flows within sort of one group. And the, there is a danger in that. And I've certainly heard uh, stories and experiences about certain types of scenes of music, um, certainly within like the underground punk rock scene of the late, uh, of the early 2000s and into this more, um, <clears throat> excuse me, into um, more recent times where it's, it's definitely a boys club and that's not a good thing. And it's sort of the, to the detriment of the women who want to be a part of this group. Um, and that's not always a good thing. And so I think the sort of concept of in, inclusivity in those types of things can be a great thing if it's sort of taken to its, um, to the, to the best place that it can be. All right. A couple more things. Um, it is, uh, in my opinion, music is in one of the few things in life that still brings people together. Uh, we live in a world where uh, people don't go to the movie theater as often as they used to. Although my attempts to uh, <laughs> purchase tickets to the new Avengers movie this this afternoon would suggest that that's not always the case. Um, but I think by and large, we understand that uh, movie ticket sales are down um, from year to year. And that large scale events are not very popular things because people can sit in their house and watch all the movies that they want and they pay for the subscription and they can stream these shows and stream these movies and get access to all these things without leaving the house. And we love that kind of stuff, right? That's why we like, that's why we like food delivery. That's why we like um, all these things that we can get. And it's getting more and more to the point where we have to leave our house less and less. Um, but to my mind, and I could be completely wrong about this, but to my mind, there's never going to be anything that's quite going to, to replace um, or become analogous to 
um, the, the experience of live music in a live setting. Um, at least if the artist is doing, is making an effort to make that so. Um, if a band or an artist is just playing the songs exactly if they, as they can be heard on a record, then well yeah, you can replicate that because you can put that on wherever you want and listen to it whenever you want. Um, but if they make an effort to really make it a show, to really make an experience, that is difficult to replicate. Now, we have uh, sort of online uh, places that have attempted to do something like that, but it's, it's still not quite the same as sort of being in there. Again, because of all these things that we were talking about, the way it brings people together, the way it connects people that wouldn't otherwise connect, all that sort of stuff. Um, but the sort of live experience of watching music, I think is super important. I think something that will hopefully never go away because that's to me a, a sort of major part of why people listen to music. And, and you know, not everybody likes going and watching music live and that is okay. Um, but to me, that is a major part of, of what we're doing. Um, and then finally, the last thing is that music matters um, because it's part of the definition for me of who I am. Part of the, the thing that I will always tell people um, when I um, when I talk about who I am, I'll talk about, oh, you know, I'm a I'm a husband and I'm a father, and um, <clears throat> and I uh, I teach at a, a school and I lead worship at my church, and the music part, and I'm a you know I'm a writer and I'm a songwriter, and I want to try to find ways to to incorporate that into my life as as much as possible. But it is a part of that definition of, of who I am. It's not something that's ever going to kind of go away in that regard, um, no matter what format that, that expression may take. Um, and so to me, it's, um, it's not everything that I am, but it is a big part of, of who I am. And that's kind of why um, I wanted to start here with, with this idea of, of music and to be able to talk about this first and foremost. Shake me That's really it. Um, those are the big things. That is why uh, music matters to me. Um, and we are going to continue to unpack ideas um, and talk about why certain things matter to certain people. Um, but, as, but starting off with why they matter to me and then moving on um, in episode two in the second part of each month. Again, like I said, we're talking about why music matters to other people and how it impacts other people's lives. Um, and so for episode two, we have our first guest. Um, of the podcast. I have a good friend of mine who um, works in, in the field of music therapy, which is a kind of a relatively new uh, subset of thera therapeutic work, I guess you could say. And so we're going to talk with her and get her feedback on, on how music works, not only in that therapeutic area, uh, but also in just in her life as we, as she is a, a musician as well. And and does lots of uh, work with that kind of thing as well. So looking forward to, to hearing that inter interview and uh, 
to you hearing that interview. I, I will have heard that interview, but I will do the interview. So <laughs> you'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, tune in next week for that, and it'll be great. Um, in the meantime, be sure to check out the Twitter and Instagram pages. Uh, they're brand new, so there's not a whole lot going on there quite yet. But both of them are going to be TTMTM. That's TTMTM pod, all one word. Um, or at TTMTM pod, I should say, for both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find for more information on the podcast, kind of tell you what's kind of going on. Um, or if you want, you can tell me why the certain subjects matter to you. Um, or if you'd like to reach out via email, you can send us an email at things that matter to me pod at gmail.com. I'll be happy to sort of read what you got, and I'll even share it on uh, the episodes as they come through so we can sort of wrap up these ideas. Um, until then, this has been Robert Morrison, and these things matter. Mm-hmm.